You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Everybody, welcome to another episode of City Greenside. This is episode number 192. As always, I am Robert Villa, and with me, my homies, David Rodriguez, Mark Abu Miller, and Rudy Lara. And we have our guest already here, Mr. Miguel Flores. Welcome to the show, fellas. Thank you guys for having me, guys. Thank you. Hell yeah, man. Everybody doing good today? Except for your bad energy, bro. Trying to shake (laughs) your bad energy, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, let's throw in some positive energy because we are here hanging out with the guys Thursday night like we do every single week. Before we get started, fellas, let's go ahead and give our shout-outs. Of course, as always, HKAUSA.com. Go to HKAUSA.com, purchase them, uh, their gear. They support a lot of fighters, uh, from the amateurs to the pros to whoever is in combat sports. Go check them out. Also, to our streaming partners, Flow Combat, Fight TV, ESPN+, Plus. The Zone MMA TV. And for all your supplements, go to our friends at foxhoundfield.com. You can uh, use our discount code to get 20% off of their uh, of your purchases. Use our code FBMMA in all caps. Our QR code is right there on the screen. And if you're listening and not watching, just go to to foxhoundfuel.com and use our discount code. Also, to the fellas, if you want to buy some comfortable, badass underwear, go to johntyler.com. This guy is amazing. He is such a great guy and uh, awesome uh, person. So the ladies are going to love the way you look. Hell yeah. (laughs) Use our discount code as well. You get 20% off every single purchase. Fight book in all caps. And if you want to support us even more, go to our merch store. If you don't see it, let me know. Hit me up in the DMs and you can get yourself a hat, a shirt, a sweater, mugs. We got it all. Just let me know. If you don't see it at the merch store, just let me know. I'm everywhere. I'm, I'm just. If we don't got it, you don't want it. <laughs> Come on in, pussy lovers. You remember that shit? <laughs> yeah. That's that a great movie. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's, let's go ahead and do the quick rundown of the events that are happening this weekend. We're in the MMA kickboxing grappling Muay Thai category. The next three events are going to be streaming live at fightbookmma.com. New Era Promotion Fight Night 4. Dynasty Combat Sports uh, 88 Halloween Havoc. XFN 389 Stacked. 
presented by Fightbook MMA. We will be covering this event live, so look out for the uh, live results and the quick recap at the website. Um, also, the next three events are going to be streaming live at Fightbook MMA. Sorry, we got more streaming at the website. Legacy, uh, oh, the, uh, Shamrock FC 348, Fusion Fight League as well, and of course, we have UFC Fight Night 230. In the boxing bare knuckle slap fighting category, uh, we have Legacy Boxing Crossover Fight Night. That one is also going to be streaming at the website. And then we have a title fight live on ESPN Plus in Montreal, Canada. Oh, snap market. You're neck of the woods. And you're yeah. not there. And <laughs> yeah, from Quebec. They're not, I'm, I'm not welcomed. I'm English. So- Oh, yeah, man. If you, say, if you call it Quebec and not Quebec, you're definitely Quebec. English, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I call Quebec. Don't worry. Stop it. We have Fed K. Hermans versus Mary Spencer. <laughs> they are fighting for the vacant IVF women's junior middleweight title in Rosenberg, Texas. Um, I would say in Rudy's neck of the woods, but I know that. Rosenberg is freaking far from where you live. That's yeah, like five hours away. I'll be in yeah. the woods in a couple of weeks, probably. <laughs> it's also a uh, title fight. We have Janabek Ali Menkali versus the Senso <laughs> Gualteri. And these bro, names always get you me. You butchered bro. that shit. I bet you Miguel would never do that. Hundred <laughs> percent. He probably practices like every night before the events. He's a professional. <laughs> oh, you got to man. The, some of the names I come across too, man. Some of these guys are, especially when they're from like Kazakhstan, yeah, or, bro. Or, you know, Russia. It's they got some of the craziest names, and you know, <laughs> it's tough. It's not easy. So I give you props for for making the effort, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate oh. that. <laughs> they're going to be fighting for Alec Mick. Hanali's WBO middleweight and Gualtieri's IBF middleweight titles. And in Manchester, England, live on the zone, the best event that we can all been waiting for, KSI versus Tommy Fury. <laughs> this is a six-rounder. And we have the coming event, another banger, Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis. Yeah! <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I'm oh, looking for that shit. shit. El Jefe, bro. Dylan Dennis stole your, your nickname. He stole Roberto. my nickname, bro. I'm going to beat his shit up, man. <laughs> I'm gonna call I'm calling you out, Dylan Dennis. I am the original El Jefe. <laughs> Gay Also, last but not least, live on Showtime in Queensland, Australia. It's going to be another title fight. Tim Sayu versus Brian Mendoza. They're fighting for Sayu's WBO junior middleweight title. Um, Does one uh, championship have an event tomorrow? I forgot to check. No, there's no there's no Uh, event. There's no event tomorrow. They usually have the Friday night fights. Friday nights, right? Okay. Well, Friday morning for us, but nights for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I I know because uh, Ray's back in Chicago. Oh, okay, so I was going to say it's uh, Ray back. But, yeah, so if he if yeah, Ray is so, back, then yeah, there's no event tomorrow. <laughs> no, I think the next one isn't until end of November, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It's a Senchai event, isn't it? I think so. He's going to be. I think it's. He's going to Qatar for one of their yeah. events. Okay, it's like Qatar, and then I think Thailand. So awesome, awesome, right on. Well, um, after saying all of that, what do we always say, David? Most definitely, if you're not watching every single second of every round, of every fight, of every event that Rob just mentioned, and going to fightbookmma.com for all your latest combat sports news. You're not a real fight fan. Not a real fight fan, folks. <laughs> you got to do the uh, Fuck It Friday challenges, too. Dana White's Fuck It Friday challenge, if you're not doing them every Friday. And at least every night of the week on the weekend, if there's a fight, you got to do the challenge. If you're not doing it, you're not a real fight fan. I don't care what you say. You're not. Hey, you're not a real fight fan. If you don't know who our guest, Mr. Miguel Flores, and his legendary brother. You're an up-and-coming legend, Miguel. Pleasure to have you on. We've been chatting before we went live, and 
man, thank you for making the time to join in the panel tonight, man. No, absolutely, guys. I'm I'm happy to join. I know uh, Ray has always spoken super highly of of your show and you know coming on a couple of times, and so I'm happy to make my first appearance on the show. I've been I've been consuming all your content, guys, and, and what you guys do from you know the small shows to the big shows and how much you guys cover. I mean, that's true dedication, and uh, it's what makes our jobs fun because you have passionate fans like you guys out there consuming it and, and know what they're talking about as well. So uh, I'm happy to be a part of the show. Right on, man. Yeah, bro. We really do appreciate that. That's uh, that's really awesome uh, saying, you know, what you're saying about us, um, especially coming from you and your brother, man. I mean, um, me and your bro, man, we we go way back. I mean, way back. And uh, we we actually met for the first time when I went and when I was still living in Texas and I covered the Canelo versus Kirkland fight. And oh, in Houston, right? It's Houston, yeah, man. And and uh, that's when we met. And um, you know, I started taking off kinds of pictures and sending to him. And then he invited me to to the this restaurant at a hotel and meet some of the, some legends. And uh, yeah, man, it's fun. Um, and then I started following you uh, not too long after that, actually. Um, I know you, uh, you cover a lot of, uh, now I don't know if you still do, do you still cover any of the, uh, MMA events or is it now strictly just pure boxing? Uh, it's mainly strictly just boxing. Okay. I, I still used to do a lot of MMA. That's how I started. Right. You know, I did a lot of local shows here mm -hmm. in the Chicagoland area. Uh, a lot of, you know, promoters that were doing these club shows, mm -hmm. you know, Joe Goitia, mm -hmm. uh, Dan Hardy for XFO. Um, and a lot of guys that have been in the UFC, you know, have come from the, their smaller shows. Uh, um, so Danielle Vale and Paul Vale, they had Hoosier Fight Club as well. That was a huge one um, for UFC Fight Pass. And uh, yeah, it, it just, my schedule got too busy. And now also too, I mean, Illinois has done a horrible job as far as their commission and they kind of have pushed a lot of these smaller promoters out the door and it's, mm. it's kind of disappointing to see. So at a time where we would have, you know, probably six, seven club shows going on yearly, you know, with six, seven different promoters, I think there's only a handful, maybe two, that do wow. still consistently. And uh, I think a lot of the blame is, is, is the commission in Illinois and making it tough as possible. So that's, that's the disappointing part because those shows were always fun. It was always packed with a lot of fight fans and a lot of uh, young fighters got their opportunities mm -hmm. that way. Wow. That's a, uh, that sucks, man. Cause here in New Mexico, uh, me and David, where we live here in New Mexico, and I live in Albuquerque, uh, Rio Rancho area. So um, we have uh, a, a promotion right now, um, Fight World MMA. Um, shout out to them. They are huge supporters of, uh, of us, of Fight Book MMA. And um, they are just fucking killing it here, man. They're putting on. They started their shows in their gym. They outgrew that. Now they're at a, a at a venue. They're outgrowing that venue, so I think they're going to start going to like where the UFC held their event um, here at the Santa Ana Star uh, Event Center. Um, if that happens, I know they're going to start outgrowing that venue. So it's just uh, it's getting big, man. Um, and uh, we, you know. Some other promotions come from other states to try to put on events here, but it's just not the same. Um, I think a lot of us here in, in, in New Mexico and Albuquerque, um, the fight fans and all the fighters were pretty much loyal to that uh, promotion, um, which is good because uh, uh, JJ and company, you know, they run a tight ship and uh, very organized Um they don't discriminate. They get whoever that wants to fight. And if you're not on that fight card, you're going to be on the next one. Um, yeah. So it's a, uh, it's fun, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Especially even the boxing. Um, there's a lot of boxing promotions out here too um, that put on events, but it's a different yeah. vibe. <laughs> from, yeah. From, the, from local boxing shows to MMA shows, a lot of people, it's, I guess it depends. It depends on the market, um, but here it, it's they're more loyal to the MMA 
uh, promotions, which is weird. But I mean, I guess it's not because you got Jackson Week out here. Yeah, that's true. That and New Mexico is a huge uh, kind of audience for MMA, yeah. as you mentioned. I mean, it's. I, I think I did, I did one boxing show out there one time. Um, I, it was years ago, uh, one of my first shows. But, yeah, I mean, here in Chicago, it's, it was very similar. It was a huge MMA community out here, way more more so than boxing. And back in the early 90s, it was boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but once MMA got a little bit more prevalent because uh, of the UFC, you started seeing a lot of promoters and, and things like that. And the the attention just ch- turned to MMA and now there's I think just one boxing promoter I think Bobby Hits who's mm-hmm. been in the game for a long long time uh, he's got a show this Saturday and he's kind of the only one that's doing shows consistently out here. Come on, are you are you going to be doing that show? Yeah, I'll be uh, broadcasting that show uh, on uh, for BXNG. TV. I'm sure you guys have heard of them. They mm-hmm. do a lot of the smaller boxing shows yep. um, uh, around. So uh, I'll be working with them and their broadcast crew on Saturday night. So uh, I'll be busy. How long have you been doing <laughs> this, man? How long have you been in the game? So I just turned 30 a couple of weeks ago and uh, been doing it for about 13 years since I was 17. So, I mean, a- as you know, if you're getting into this sport, whether it's MMA or boxing, you got to have a passion for it first and foremost. Um, and it's a grind. I'm mm-hmm. sure my brother has told you. Mm-hmm. And so I got to credit my father who, you know, grew up watching fight parties. And, yeah. and I was, when I was three, four years old, you know, going to Oscar De La Hoya fight nights at my aunt's house and, and things like that. And so once you get immersed in that culture early, you know, you just you can't escape it. And then eventually you start, you know, latching on to other fighters like Eric Morales, Marco Antonio Barrera and. And then you start seeing Floyd Mayweather coming up and, and all those fighters. And then it just, it's a snowball effect. Uh, and then my brother, who were seven years apart, he got more opportunities. He was working local shows, but then he couldn't do a lot of the local shows. So when I turned 17 and I was still a senior in high school, he was like, hey, if I can't take these instead of giving them to other announcers, why don't I give them to you? You start to learn and, and learn under me and and go to these local shows. I'll introduce you to a lot of these local promoters and uh, you know, you can start to get your feet wet. Cause I already was looking to get into sports broadcasting um, at a young age and uh, I started and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And, and then I like similar to Ray made my connections and got more opportunities, bigger shows. And, and now I can rarely do the local shows anymore. Um, so it's kind of come full circle and it's, but again, it all starts with my passion. I've I've watched a lot. I watched the UFC in the early days when I think my very first UFC was Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, like UFC. Oh wow! You know that was the very first one. We had it on our cheater box and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, um, and then obviously boxing. I grew up since I was watching, like three, four years old watching yeah, all those man. big fights. So, I mean, if you don't love it, it's very. I always tell people, people that ask me to try to get into it. Uh, and how they can get into the industry. I said, if you don't love it, I'll tell you to stop right now because it's like <laughs> right? you say, yeah, you're, you're not, not a real, real fight fan. Not a real fight fan. <laughs> Fuck out of you here. Gotta have a, you gotta have a passion <laughs> for it because if there's one thing about the combat sports me, uh, community is uh, you can't bullshit them. And ah. if they can sense that you don't really know what you're talking about or you don't have a passion or a love for it, uh, then you know they're going to tune you out pretty quickly. And so that's the thing I tell people first and foremost, you got to love it. If you love it, then, you know, you can start looking at other things and, and how to break into it. But that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest advice I would give. Who's, who's yeah. the biggest, uh, the biggest event you, you've ever, you've ever hosted, man. You were announced. At. Uh, uh, man, uh, the biggest event, uh, I would have to say, See, that could go on multitude of ways because I, it could be the best fight I've ever, you know, attended and worked, which was Wilder Fury 3. That was, that was the best fight. I think being in the arena, uh, being a part of it and seeing it was just, it doesn't get better than that. Heavyweight boxing in Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, five knockdowns in the fight, back and forth. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what every, 
fight fan wants to see. So I would say that was probably the best fight I've been a part of. Um, the best moment in my career was probably when I did Madison Square Garden. It was one of HBO's oh, last shows. Nice. And being able to be the ring announcer for a world championship fight with Danny Jacobs and Sergey Dervianchenko, which was a great fight. And having Jim Lampley throw it to me in the ring was like a surreal moment. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> Jim I think, fucking Lampley, bro. Because he's the GOAT. Yeah, yeah. As far as, at least who I grew up with. I know other people that have. I grew up know, with, were, with him and Larry Merchant. Exactly. I mean, that yeah. was, you know, that that was incredible to, to just kind of experience and go through. And it was, I think, the second to last show for HBO. And in my opinion, I thought HBO boxing was like, it's the gold standard. Yeah. You know, the way they put on their productions and their shows and the way they told their stories and the countless fights that they had, boxing after dark. I was going to say, mean, it was, boxing after dark, bro, that was like my favorite. Yeah, and then Friday Friday night fights too. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, bro. Every Friday night, I come home, get myself ready, eat my dinner, and watch some boxing. It was the best. I wish they would bring it back, man. They, I, it, it, there's I mean, there's a lot Friday of night fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the same, though. It, it's, no, not it's, the not same. it's not the same. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's been – I've been very privileged to be a part of a lot of big events. But uh, I would say those two off the top of my head are, you know, right there. Um, hey, but the most, and then obviously, uh, yeah, the most recent event, though, I want to, you know, give you props to amazing job. The Can- uh, Canelo Charlo fight, you're right in the mix, handling double duty. I heard your uh podcast you did uh, with uh, Ortiz, right? Richard Ortiz, so yep, yep, uh, Richard yep. Ortiz, man, good stuff, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, the cardboard cutout that's always behind me, <laughs> always, you're- he's always present. <laughs> so, yeah, no, hey, look, I, I. I love Canelo. Like even before I was working these uh, shows, you know, I, he was always one of my favorite fighters and, Mm -hmm. and to be able to see the behind the scenes stuff with him and, you know, he's the biggest star in boxing. So you kind of expect, you know, all right, he's a diva and, you know, he's this and that and get get able to see and talk with him. He's just such a cool dude, man. Mm -hmm. He is so down to earth and humble. And I have, I have great respect for that because, you know, when you're making fifty million a fight, you can be <laughs> the the biggest jerk you want to be, and people got to take it. But he doesn't operate that way, and I, I have great appreciation for mm-hmm. it. And you can tell. I mean, he loves his fans, like all his supporters. He really goes out of his way to you know thank them and uh, show them the love that they show him back, and uh, that I you know I admire and. Um, you got to enjoy these last few years with him because, uh, you know, being 33, I mean, who knows when he'll sail off into the sunset. Robert, I know you're a big golfer. Canelo's a big golfer too, man. I so know I you. Saying, like, he, he wants to turn pro. He keeps talking about it. So, Dude, he can uh, actually become pro, like, in a heartbeat because he can play legit. some golf, bro. He can play some golf. So yeah, he's legit. Man. And if I'm him, you know, it's like, why go swing the golf club? Why, why do you need to get punched in the face? He's already a Hall of Famer. Right? You want to know why? You know, it's because he's Mexican, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it, man. Like you said, Miguel, after uh, his post-fight speech, says it all. Like he showed nothing but respect to his fans, and uh, you know, it seemed like he's just he's super dialed in. Of course, he said, you know, I I kind of seen it that way where. Maybe he's got two more years or so of, of top-level fights where I don't know who would be the next contender. I mean, I was going to ask you, like, who do you think is going to be the next matchup? I mean, there's – you know, he's already beaten everybody, beating the best, you know, so. I mean, I, hopefully if, if I had my pick and someone came to me and I can make, you know, Canelo's next fight, it would be David Benavidez. I think Ooh. that is the fight a lot of fans want. Bro. Um, I – I personally would love to see it because I think that would be an all-out war. I think that would be a fight where you would see kind of a throwback Canelo, mm-hmm. you know, have to bite down on his mouthpiece, get in the trenches, and and really try to shut a lot of those critics up that have said, you know, David Benavides is the guy to take Canelo down. And, and as for David, I think you'd see a phenomenal performance as well because he's been wanting this opportunity he's been calling for this big moment that he still is looking for and i know he beat kayla plant which was an awesome victory for him Mm -hmm. but uh i know he still wants that 
that big challenge to to show the world, you know, I, I'm legit. I'm the best in the world. So I think, and just the way their fighting styles are, I mean, Canelo's looking to knock your head off. David Benavides throws punches and bunches. I mean, just, it would be, I think from round one to 12, just a, a war. Yeah, that would be, uh, they would put on a show, man. Just the way that David, the way David Benavides fights, man, he's going to be ripping that body. Like there's no tomorrow, man. And Canelo, you know Canelo, man. He's trying to headhunt. So it's it's going to be a tip for tap for in that fight, man. Oh, it absolutely would. Like the, the chess match that would go on mm-hmm. between those two. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, David's never been hit by a guy like Canelo. Nope. And, and, uh, and also, like, I don't think Canelo really has fought a guy like David in the sense of, you know, how he's just so big yeah. and, and tall and the way he's can, like, he's willing to take a punch to mm-hmm. throw like five back. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's going to be, it would be different. And uh, I couldn't imagine what the scenes would be like on Cinco de Mayo. If he were oh, to do that, if that fight were to happen, yeah. sell out in freaking two minutes. Oh yeah. That's what he wanted to break the internet. Yeah. He said he wanted the Cinco de Mayo and he said, just anybody, he said, nobody's beating this Canelo. And yeah, that is a, definitely an interesting matchup and i mean I, I do want to ask you too were you in attendance for the billy joe saunders fight at at&t stadium i i was not there for it but i, I watched it you know with uh my family and and where it was able to to see it there um which was an awesome event by the way i mean yeah, I remember, yeah. how many did they, they have what seventy eight thousand there for that fight? something like yeah. that yeah it was like uh i think it was the first event like you know post covid restrictions and that mm-hmm. and they packed that place out and like I said, Canelo, he's beaten everybody. And, like, the, his last couple fights, like, he had the one, uh, Guadalajara. I think there was, like, 80,000 people there. So it's always a spectacle with Canelo, especially in those big uh, uh, stadium shows. But back at uh, in Vegas, Fight Town, you were there in the mix. Said congrats on that, doing a good job. That's a big feather in your cap, too, as well. So, yeah, it was it was cool to see you out there, having you on the show now to talk, you know, t- talk some boxing at the highest level with the perfect guy to talk to. So. So I I gotta know no, I, I gotta know bro I gotta know who you got Wilder I mean not Wilder I mean uh, Tyson Fury or Francis Ngannou Oh come on man no <laughs> it's not even it's not even a question I, I, Look I'm sure it'll be a great event and uh, though it'll be uh, a nice little spectacle to watch similar to how Mayweather and McGregor was but if we're talking legit you know winner. I mean, it won't even be. It'll be whenever Tyson decides he wants to end it. Exactly. You know, if he if he wants to put on a show and and carry Nganu for a few rounds, he can. I mean, Nganu had trouble with uh, Stipe. You know, outboxing him. That's what I'm telling and, people, man. I'm like, you know, you know, like Nganu's not that good. Um, he he's strong. He's a hard yeah. hitter, but as far as skill wise, yeah. he's got horrible footwork. I mean, watching the. Uh, you know, his, um, just him hitting the pads and and sparring with Mike Tyson. I'm just like, what? I hope you're joking, bro. I seriously hope this is like some kind of next level troll where you think, um, you know, Fury's going to think, ah, this guy's a chump. I'm going to roll him. I'm not even going to fuck with him. And you're going to just land with, it's not going to happen that way, bub. And if this is, if this is you, if this is you a hundred percent, you're in a world of fucking hurt. This dude is going to, and like you said, Fury is going to, tell you when he's going to end it so it's just i don't know man he's been i don't, yeah, I don't like this a, fight yeah yeah it's uh you know i'll, I'll watch just to see kind of the spectacle oh yeah thing. but uh yeah i mean nagano he benefits a lot from the fact that he had a, a couple of crazy highlight reel knockouts like one punch oh knockouts, yeah yeah you know in the ufc and and but i think when you really break it down i mean out of boxer like if you're picking a heavyweight MMA guy to fight Fury, I don't think he'd be the guy that I would pick, you know, nope. <laughs> that could really handle or even have a remote chance at fighting him. So um, I think Fury, the one I'm looking forward to, I'm glad they announced uh, Alexander Usyk and, and Fury. I'm like, that's, oh, that's the fight, you know, I want to see. I would, mm. I'm looking forward to the Nagano one. I think it's just to keep Fury get a big bag. Yeah, good for him. Credit to him, and uh, but, keep and himself so, busy. Yeah, so that way he also doesn't have to cut weight and keep that dad bod going. 
yeah, exactly. He can get off his couch. Yeah, you know he can, I, I wonder if he, train, needs, bro. he does not have to train for this. You know, he's on yeah, both my <laughs> Yeah. It was same with Floyd when Floyd yeah. fought Connor. You know, he didn't he train. I think he said or he was in the gym for a couple of weeks, but he really didn't do anything for that fight. You know, oh, it's man. there's great respect I got for MMA guys and, and uh, boxers, but it's you know boxers can't step into the cage because you're gonna get wrecked. Yeah, and MMA fighters cannot step into the boxing ring because you have it's a totally different set of skills. Oh, dude. yes, they're both fight fighting, but you know it's. It, but hey, you know, credit to guys that have been able to, to, you know, make money off of, of this. You know, yeah. I know, I've benefited from a couple of those events, and, <laughs> and I know my brother has as well. Yeah. So, look, hey, if the fans want it and they love it and it's good entertainment, you know, all the props. But when we're breaking it down and there's a, le- you're actually legitimately thinking that someone can upset. No. <laughs> yeah, we, we've seen that trend. Yeah, keep going and going. Like you said, MMA to, to boxing, boxing to MMA. Very few have been successful, especially like in the prime of their careers. We've seen like the uh, Jake Paul effect, as we uh, say on the show a lot. You know, we've had Anderson Silva crossover, but very few. You know what I mean? And when it's at the highest level, when you're talking the Tyson Furies, you're talking the Floyd Mayweather's, like the, you referred to the Connor fight. But in your opinion, like, well, of course, Connor and Floyd is probably the biggest. Uh, money maker one off, but I think what do you think? Uh, Inganu and Fury is going to still do some decent numbers, right? It's going to generate a lot of interest. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the market, they've done a great job marketing it. Um, and, and I think you know, people are going to watch they, the casual fans just similar how the casual fans watch Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. You know, it's <laughs> it's that inherent, and that's why the casual fans will watch this weekend with Dylan Dennis and. And Logan Paul and and yep. uh, and I think that's what uh, boxing, um, what they do go- a really good job at is building the story and getting the casual fan engaged and wanting to see something crazy like oh the best heavyweight fighter boxer against the best MMA heavyweight fighter how would how would that match up so. Um, you know, the concept's great and the, the entertainment factor is absolutely there. And that's why it, it it's going to do great numbers when it happens at the end of the month. And even with Nganu being out, like Rudy said, Rudy's never like, I don't know, Nganu is the undefeated un, or undisputed heavyweight champ. He's not with the UFC, but we're seeing him fight Tyson Fury, who is arguably the best heavyweight of all time. Bro, he, he had the two shittiest fights in UFC fucking history. And he <laughs> lost. He lost to Derek fucking Lewis, bro. So when people tell me he's the GOAT, I'm like, bro, no, he's not. No, he's just, no, he he's just scary. He's a scary, hard-hitting man. And I'm not going to take that away from him. Um, he's got no skill on the ground, and he's not got no skill boxing. He just hits fucking hard. He hits like a Mack truck. And if he lands one, Good night. You're, you're it's fucking over. But if if you want to put him against, you know, a, a John Jones, he's gonna lose. You want to put him up against Tyson Fury, he's gonna lose. That's <laughs> the way it is. I, look, if Tyson Fury was able to get up multiple times from a Deontay Wilder oh, right hand, he is mm-hmm. not. There's gonna be nothing Nagano can do Bro. that will, will <laughs> stun Fury. I, I think the, the biggest mistake was not making. Um, the fight in Ganu versus Wilder, that would have just blown oh, yeah. dude. And, and, and Madison Square Garden, you know, that would have just been phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. A huge fucking turnout. Mm-hmm. These guys are guaranteed someone's going to sleep. I don't see I, I don't know if Fury's gonna put him to sleep. I think he might just play with him for twelve rounds and and just yeah. you know master class his ass. Yeah, we've seen Fury. Fury is he's a weird guy because he we've seen him in fights where it's just like it's a snooze fest. It's like, what are you doing? He's just <laughs> kind of happy to be there. And then we see him in other fights where it's like, oh my, this is the, one of the best heavyweight fights in decades, you know? So it's, I think it really just depends on, you know, the, his opponent and whether it brings it out in him for, for him to want to really get up and do it. And I think he'll do it for Ninganu. I think he'll put on a good show and, and he'll finish him off and, and then I also think he'll do it for Usyk because, you know, a lot of people have been discrediting Fury and think, you know, you've been avoiding him, you're ducking him. And I think he's going to be looking to shut people up and make history as the first undisputed 
heavyweight champion in the four belt era. So yeah, I think these next two he'll we'll see a we'll see a motivated Fury. Yeah, man. And, so. You know, I'm still gonna put some money on on Ngana winning. <laughs> hey, what are the odds for that? I, I don't checked. know, man. I haven't checked. Like, I'll, I'll look at ridiculous. it. <laughs> I bet it's like maybe. something like a thousand for for yeah. uh, Fury and like minus six thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But like you said, which is actually funny because when uh, Mayweather fought McGregor, I think they said the sports book <laughs> were were like minus two forty for what? Mayweather, which. Yeah, bro. I'm like, I'm still upset to this day that yeah. I put everything I had in my savings on Mayweather. <laughs> bro, so Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury is a minus 1100 favorite. Francis Ngannou said is a plus 650 underdog. So there's a lot of money to be made on the table, man. If Francis <laughs> if he wins, bro, it's like if he wins any round fourth through nine. Fourth through tenth round, any of those rounds, it's a plus ten thousand. Jesus you, you got, Christ! And it doesn't matter how he wins. <laughs> wow! By decision or technical just decision, put a, put a five dollar bet. You're gonna make thousands, bro. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's why they do it, though, man. That's why they, the odds are what they are because it's just near impossible. He stands um, with puncher's chance, and, and and this is one. You know, one fight I'll say he stands a puncher's chance because he does. He always stands a puncher's chance, and unfortunately, his puncher's chance is a lot bigger than most people's puncher's chance. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, Miguel, we are running out of time. We have another guest actually jumping on as well, bro. We need to have you back on the show and uh, and, and get you on the entire show because. It's a lot of fun talking to you now and, 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 and having your brother. I mean, you guys are just uh, – you guys are amazing, man. And I've been following both of y'all's career for a very, very long time. And um, it's always fun to see you guys on TV. And, you know, and, and both of y'all, you know, have been covering events as well, working the same events, um, which is pretty cool. You know, having the brothers, the Flores brothers covering the events. Um, I think that no, it's, is it's, fucking it's, badass, it's, dude. It is great to do shows with my brother and, you know, we've had a great opportunity to call fights together and it's, it's kind of uh, surreal to, from where we came when we were kids, you mm-hmm. know, watching it, you know, on pay-per-view and our parents' house and things like that to, to being at these events and, and working them. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't get past me that, uh, you know, I was a fan first always and and i'm still a fan yeah. even if i'm not working a lot of these events i'm still watching as much as i can bro you're a real fight fan before fury you yes. or after we'll get you on we'll have you back on for that one yeah absolutely yeah guys. let's get you absolutely. on unless you're working it then obviously we're, we're not going to be able to but <laughs> <laughs> uh, i appreciate it guys I, and i'm still fo- i follow i've been following you guys for years man so uh thank I, you I still follow all the stuff that you guys put out and you know we'll continue to do so one of the best out there thank you bro, thank you, bro. really do appreciate that uh before we let you go like we always do with all our guests man any shout outs you want to give go for it bro no, man, I, I shout you guys out. Thank you for having me on the show. I, I appreciate it. You know, I'm, I'm been very lucky so far in my career and, you know, ho- hopefully it's just starting and there'll be more to come. Hell yeah, man. Right on brother. Have Ladies a and gentlemen, Miguel Flores. Thank you. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys, man. Thanks, man. Have a good night, bro. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we got our next guest joining us. Josh Mayer, sitting on the wings. He's been waiting there for a couple minutes. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, guys? Josh, we finally, yeah. finally, <laughs> Josh has joined sitting ringside. What's up, brother? How's it going? Hey, man, you know how we do every Thursday night, bro. You caught us on the crazy side now. <laughs> oh, man. Josh, welcome to the show. Uh, you know, you have a big fight coming up here with BKFC. Um, how's trading going? How's everything going uh, leading up to this uh, fight for you, man? Trading's going good. I've been uh, working really hard on my uh, boxing and always evolving. Um, 
I feel really, really good this camp. Um, it's a great opponent. Um, I'm excited. I mean, every fight of mine is exciting, but. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's always exciting. <laughs> so you're going to be fighting uh, Brandon Bush uh, uh, October 20th next week, right? Yes. BKFC 52. So how do you see this fight ending, bro? Uh, with him with his face down on the on the canvas and me with my hand raised. <laughs> All bloodied up, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Josh, you and uh, were you and Brandon slated previously in your career to fight in MMA or was it a boxing match? We were slated uh, to fight for King of the Cage about ah, four, okay. four years ago. Um. I, I tore my ankle the, the day before weigh-ins. Oh. You know, I've been trying to get this matchup since, and I saw that we were back in his home, uh, in Brandon's hometown. He did a bare knuckle event on the last one that I did. Uh, we spoke for a minute, and then I was like, you know what? I really want to get on the South Carolina car- card, and I bugged my manager. I'm like, get Brandon on the line. Let's do this. So, I mean, he's coming off a couple wins. Uh, you know, um, but he hasn't fought the people that I fought. He has; he's not a striker. Um, you know, I I think I'm gonna get him to crumble, and uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, you know, I don't like his beard. the last person he beat was Paul Teague, our boy Paul Teague, bro. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he, he fought he fought Paul Teague. Uh, Fuck that guy. Paul Teague Paul Teague is one of a kind, bro. Hate him yeah. or like him. That's my friend. That's my boy since fucking 12, 13 years ago. And uh I, it's it's uh he's just he is he is awesome, and I know a lot of people are hating on him because of what happened on the slap fighting uh, deal. But yeah, I'm yeah. not on him. To each his own. I mean, slap, slap yeah. fighting is not for me, but I'd rather be able to punch and move, you know, than instead of just standing hit. But and that's an acceptable <laughs> answer, you know. Is, you know, we've asked other people, and they're like, like Tyler King. That's not a real sport. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Total oh. stupid sport. I mean, if you can't move your head, stuff like that, you're just accepting CTE for what? And like, it sucks if you, you just got to be a really good coin tosser, I guess. If you, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a good toy tosser, dude. <laughs> That's my buddy. You got to have that good prediction. All right, this time we're gonna do tails. Got got to be a coin tosser. We, we've had we've had so many slap fight power slap fighters on on our show, man. Um, I guess from like day one, I was hooked on that. You know, it was just something something to watch on a Wednesday night. And people were giving me shit about it. Like, why are you watching? I'm like, dude, what are you doing on a Wednesday night, bitch? Like, you're not doing anything. I'm watching something like combat sports related. I don't care how stupid you think it is. And it just grew on me. I didn't really like it as much as I do now. Um, I think what really drove me to like it was people hating on it so much. I was like, oh, people hate this shit. <laughs> I'm going to love it even more. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, too, also, you were uh, so, supposed to fight uh, Tony Soto, right? So, Tony's been on our show, too, as well. Um, but was it an injury that held you back, right, of course, wasn't it? That one, I had an uh, inner ear infection. Um, it started with my sinuses. It moved to my ear. I took Damn. antibiotics for about a month. I couldn't hear it out of my ear. Still training. I was, mm. in, I was in great shape. I wanted to fight. I was training. Everything was going well. But my... Um, Coaches like Josh, your balance is off. Like it's, I don't think this is like we're approaching like a week out, you know. And uh, he, uh, Barworth the Pedics, our, our our doctor, he keeps close eye on all the fighters here in the state. Um, he uh, he's like, I don't think this is a smart one. I mean, he gets hit on it if there's an infection in his head. So they they made the executive decision. Mm. Is that a fight you want to get back to? I know Tony's fighting on the card against Kevin Kroon. That's something you probably want to get, though, right? Yeah, I've, I definitely want an opportunity against Soto again. You know, 
He makes for exciting fights, and and uh, I was really looking forward to it. Uh, I was really prepared for it as far as uh, everything other than the infection. You know, physically, I was in great shape. So, bro, I want to fight Kevin Kroom. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> You you heard about those stories about him stealing Tim Elliott's wife, wasn't it? No, I didn't hear all that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, oh yeah. God. Like it, it, it's it's fucked up, dude. Like Tim Elliott poured out his heart out and is telling yeah. people that that his his wife his wife cheated on him with his best man, which was Kevin Kroom. I was like, bro, what the fuck? On the wedding night, I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? I was like, wow, I I liked Kevin Kroon, but now I don't. Like, what kind of scumbag are you? This is your best friend, and and you cheat on you cheat with his wife on his fucking wedding day. (laughs) Yeah, why Soto hasn't said anything about that yet? Maybe he doesn't know, dude. I mean, that's definitely (laughs) something he should say. He should bring that shit up, like, bro, you're a piece I already of shit. know I'm waking up to in the morning to his uh, new, <laughs> his memes. Tony Soto, when he gets on a roll on those memes, bro, he is on a roll. Yeah, <laughs> and he will first, roast the shit out of you. At first, I didn't like it him because of it. I just thought it was, but it's kind of grown on me. To be honest with you, sometimes. <laughs> At, at the point where you kind of expect it out of him, it takes away from the shock of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why they call him Tony Loco Soto, because <laughs> he's crazy. So so what have you been doing to prepare for your fight, bro? How long have you been in training camp? Uh, ever since I la- left that last fight, uh, I hopped right back in the gym. I didn't take much time off. Um, I, I trained with Xavier Biggs, uh, at indicator boxing, um, for about three months, four months, uh, 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 of, of after that last fight for first about three, three months, at least, uh, coach had me sparring like hard all the time, but I wasn't allowed to hit back. Well, mm-hmm. shit, I had people bombing on me and I have to just move my head with footwork. So, um, that you guys are going to see. Uh, and then I started being able to work in uh, my, my strikes and stuff like that. So now you guys are going to see something a little bit more evolved. Um, I can stay right in the pocket and, 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 awesome. and bang. And I'm more aware of the counters and uh, my, my my placement. You know, I'm prepared now. It, however you want to say I know he's going to make this nitty gritty. Brendan Bouchard's made it known that he wants uh, a real fight, you know. He didn't feel like he, he wasn't satisfied with the T or the Caruso fight, you know. So I'm going to give him one he's going to remember. And um, wherever it needs to go, you know, I, I don't anticipate him doing the same thing every time. Um, I anticipate him, you know, uh, uh, coming in with a lot of power and strength, and, and, and I'm going to match it, you know. Um you know, wherever he wants to take it. I know he's a wrestler. The only thing he has is clinch. Well, my Muay Thai is better than your wrestling and boxing, so. <laughs> yeah, and you're better, way better looking, bro. That dude looks weird. <laughs> Plus, you don't have to uh, travel very far, right? How far is it from Atlanta? You're in Atlanta, right? Yeah, about three and a half hours, three hours. Oh, dude, that's easy drive right there, man. That's just like driving to Atlanta. Right from Atlanta, huh? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Atlanta, yeah. Oh, bro, Atlanta traffic is fucking insane. Yeah, too many people are moving here. It's crazy, bro. It's it's. I, <laughs> Yo, I, go I, away, uh, go away. <laughs> uh, Josh. So now that you've had your tasted bare knuckle, um, is that something that you want to stay at and and make that your home, and or do you still want to fight in MMA? That's a commonly asked question lately. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I can't say I'm done with him. I might have the itch or whatever soon, but I'm happy with where I'm at in bare knuckle. I Good. feel like <clears throat> I'm growing well. Mm. You know, I'm, I, I feel like there is, a, uh, you know, that hunger when you first start training, like, mm-hmm. like you start, 
you know, and you're, you're just, I have that drive because it feels new, you know, and on top of that, it's, it, it's feel like it fits my style a bit more, my pressure, my, you know, I, I've never been one to been shy of exchanges in any of my fights. And I, you know, I kind of welcome it. Well, bare knuckles feels like the home for that. You know, it's like that Mike Perry feeling, you, you, you know, he's just designed for, for this, you know, and, and bare knuckles, not for everyone. So, no. What about tire fighting, bro? Would you do tire fighting? Do you even know what that is? No. It's a new, <laughs> it's a it's a new organization called Tire Fighting Championship. It's just basically you're, you know, you. I'm sure you've done drills where you put your, you know, yeah, you put you're your firing somebody tire. in a tire, yeah, and it's a fight just like that. There's no swing. You just stick it. You just, just, it's it's tire, a fucking tire, bro. One foot in, one foot out, and you're going ham. That's like the uh, phone booth fighting. Yeah, yeah, like phone booth fighting. I dig it. I like shit like that. Yeah. I, I think I would try it. It'd be entertaining. That would be entertaining, bro. I want to do pillow fighting championship. At least you're not accepting it. I mean, you, you. I love it all, bro. I love it all. Shit. Yeah. We even, su- we even support basketball MMA. Yeah, bas- basketball is awesome, dude. <laughs> basketball. Dude, I- Man, I'll fight a fucking monkey, you know. <laughs> Throw me in, in a cage with a monkey, and I'll beat his ass. <laughs> I'll do it. Oh I don't care, man. Do, do you watch circus fights like that, uh, Josh? Basketball, cartoon. I'll get stuck, but a couple of these are new. Basketball's new, too. Yeah, so, dude. There's there's a there's a clip that goes that's a viral right now where a guy does a slam dunk, breaks the fucking glass from the backboard, and they're still fighting while there's glass on the, on the mat, down. dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane, dude. It's crazy it's Russian, bro. Yeah, yeah. I miss our it's Russian friends, bro. We we lost a, a you know huge part of our fan base, man. We had a bunch of Russian fans out there and uh after that war happened started yeah they, dude they cut them off and i'm like what the fuck yeah. yeah yeah man. dude our fan base in russia was huge huge i think they were like our top our top uh supporters right Rudy? yep point and now out there my, my phone didn't work nothing was the same so i like had to get like WhatsApp and use like I had to use like a, a, a router that would block so I didn't know I was using Facebook because it wasn't supposed to be used. Oh, over wow. there? Yeah. And then yeah, we we like halfway. Oh, through. yeah. You fought over there, right? Yeah. 